Welcome to Origin Gate. This is Wisdom's Echo, and my name is Lindy Masters with your thought for the day. It's such a great honor to be able to share with you today across the face of the earth. I want to encourage you today with something that I woke up with recently, and it was this. It's a Jewish terminology, tikkun olam, which is to be a repairer of the world. And as I began to look at it, it was very interesting because I, I, I know the scripture and I'm going to read the scripture to you. And it is found in Romans chapter 8 and from verse 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, why? But because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. And not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. And why does one still hope for what he sees? I love this scripture because I've always realized that we're not just here to live our life, have children, watch them grow, have a few businesses, retire and die. There is more to the reason that you are on the face of the earth. And we're in interesting times around the world at the moment. And we have to remember to stand firm and stand fast. Uh, I, I wonder how people who do not have a hope are coping at the moment. But I love what Paul says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with what? The glory which shall be revealed, how? In us, not in time to come, but now. Tikkun Olam really is a Jewish mystical phrase that was coined in 1534, which means to repair the world or to mend the world, to fix the world. The scripture is quite clear that we are responsible for completing creation, for improving the earth, the world, the cosmos. And how do we do that? Well, through maturity, learning how to be lords and kings, how to be mature sons. The scripture says in Revelation 1.6, he has made us kings and priests. To Peter 2.9, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Revelation 5.10, we are a kingdom of priests. So we, we've got to learn how to be priestly in our government and governance on the face of the earth. So that we can walk in the fullness of what Yahweh has for us. So that we can begin to be these mature sons that Yahweh has ordained to live at this time, in this place, wherever you are in the world today. It's not an accident. You've been born for a time such as this, even when it is difficult. This is a time when Yahweh is going to shine. This is a time when he's going to, to work through us in the most spectacular way. Now, Galatians chapter 4 says now say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. But he's under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, we, 
when we were children, we're in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are a son, God has sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So now you're not even in an adoptive process any longer. You're no longer a slave, but you're now a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. I have a foster child and he is so much part of our family that, that I realize that I have to have as much of an inheritance for him as I do for all of my natural children. And that's really what Yahweh is saying is we're not acting adopted any longer. We're at, we're, when you, I would say to him, when you go out, you represent my name. You represent the house of masters. So you need to live as such. And, and he understood that. I said, you need to dress like you want to be addressed. You need to have hobbies that make people stand up and look at you as different from the rest of the crowd. You need to be behaving in a manner that they look up to and go, I want to be like that because they're not towing the so-called line um, of the young people of today's world. Now, I'm trying very um, fastidiously to teach people around me that we are responsible for completing creation. How do I qualify that in Genesis chapter one he said to to the first man that he created and woman Isha and Isha I want you to be fruitful and to multiply and replenish and we know that the word replenish means to put back or to refill and when he rested and Yahweh rested on the seventh day it wasn't because he was exhausted it was because he'd found a man who could replenish, who could fix. And I don't think that that mandate has stopped. So we are in a place now, I know the global warming stuff, it's, it's just all over the world. Everybody's freaking out about it. But how do we fix that? Do we pick it? Do we march? Do we take petitions? Those are good. But honestly, operating as a son, sitting, as sitting above the sun, operating as a king and as a lord, operating as one made a little lower than Elohim and beginning to govern creation and becoming a repairer of the world, not just with my good works, but also with how I govern in the realms of the kingdom. This is how we repair the world. I mean, how do we do that? So practically, I recently um, was at home and we had a birthday party for my, my little grandson who turned one and we had a jumping castle and obviously jumping castles, they had a slide into the swimming pool. Um, they are blown up big balloons and the weather for the day said that there was going to be a 40 kilometer wind. Not good news because obviously anything blown up in wind is going to fly away. And I went into the house, the door of the house of the wind where the angel that stood there. And I said, I didn't even say I really thought it because I know that I stand as a Lord, as a King, as one who is, is, is understanding their position as a son in the house. And I stood before him and, and I, and I, and I communicated this I know we need the, the wind because the wind brings the rain and we need the rain. However, in that particular section of our area, I'm asking you to let it be breezy but not windy until 3.30. Our party will finish at 3. And I didn't ask. I didn't plead. I governed as a king because I am mending the world. I am repairing. It doesn't have to howl and blow off the roof. Come on now. And uh, three o'clock when the party had finished, we deflated the jumping castle and then the wind started to be 40 kilometers. And I thought, this is so interesting. This is how practically we start learning how to operate as sons. Now I don't suggest we all go around changing the weather to suit our 
purposes, I never chased it away. I never said it couldn't be windy. I just said, I want to delay you by three hours and then you can be windy because we need the rain. So that is learning how to operate as a king and to be a kingdom of priests. I was looking at the scripture, Revelation eleven fifteen. And it says this, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And as I began to to look at the scripture, I looked into the original text, the Greek, and it said this, the right of the authority to rule the cosmos have become that of our Krios, our master, and of his anointed. And he shall exercise kingly authority forever in an unbroken age. Wow. I love the unbroken age, how we stand in government over the unbroken age. But the word kingdom really doesn't just say kingdom. The kingdom really denotes the right and authority to rule the cosmos. So the right and the, and the, and the authority to rule this particular cosmos we're in now has become, and it doesn't use the next word, it doesn't add the kingdom, King James added the, the next kingdoms, have become that of our master, Yahweh, and of his anointed Christ, and then he shall reign in kingly authority in an unbroken age. Not only he shall reign, but we shall co-reign with him. Then I began to look at it uh, from the Orthodox Jewish Bible, um, written in Hebrew, and it said there were loud voices, because the beginning speaks about the loud voices crying, the kingdoms of this world. It said there were loud voices in the Shamayin, the waters, the upper waters, saying, the Malkut of the Olam Hazes became the Malkut of Adonai and of his Moshiach, and he shall reign in Olam. And I love that. So the loud voices in the upper waters were saying the Malkut, and Malkut is really when our, when the scripture speaks about every place of which my foot shall tread, my feet um, have like doorways, have have a, a authority and something that flows through them into creation. That's why it says when I put my foot somewhere, through the foot, through the feet is a doorway where all of the glory comes flowing through my body, through my feet, just like if we lay hands on the sick, through my feet into creation. So the loud voices in the Shambhai in the waters above said, the feet, the Malkut of the Olam Wazes, which is the earth, the feet, the, 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 the on the ground part of the cosmos of the, of the world have become the feet of Adonai and of his Messiah where we are exercising rulership and authority through our bodies, through the feet, into the earth. So they have become that part where the kingdom authority flows through my body, through my feet, into the feet of the earth, through the feet of Adonai. And I'm using the word feet loosely, but it's really that place of government, that place of where the, the government of Yahweh through uh, the right and authority to rule this cosmos flows through my body. Come on, it flows through me. It doesn't flow around me, outside of me. I don't use a magic wand to direct it somewhere. It's I am the vessel through which that authority and that right to rule flows. So when I'm speaking feet, I'm going, the, the loud voices in the upper waters were saying, come on, the feet of the earth have become the feet of, Yesh of Yeshua and of, his, and of uh, Yahweh. And, and now we can rule and reign forever in an unbroken age. So when the feet are on the ground, there is this release, this incredible release of right and authority as it flows through not only Yeshua, but through me. And then he rules and reigns in an unbroken age. 
It never will end. There's not an end of the world coming, family. I want to say this. There is not an end of the world coming. There's never been an end of the world. There's not about to be one anytime soon. Now there's too much that needs to be done. There's too much that needs to be restored. There's too much we're learning in the kingdom realms as sons for the an end of the world. We have wars and rumors of wars, but we do not have an end of the world. We had a pandemic. It's leaving. We have wars. They too will end. Um, and we will see different things rising up, different world orders, different things coming. And still it will not be the end. Because we're actually coming to a place that final manifestation that happens through me, wherever I place my Malkut, my feet, there is a final manifestation that is happening right now through the times that we are living. Exciting times indeed. The kingdoms of this world, the right and the rule of authority of this cosmos, not just the world, but everything in its, in its dimensions, have become... The kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. And now we will rule and reign together as he's in me. I will rule and reign in an unbroken age. Not waiting for an imminent returning, but waiting and governing and ruling and reigning until he comes. So we need to know that Yahweh is wanting that divine indwelling presence that imminent revelation of Yahweh that sits on the inside of me and flows through me into the cosmos, into the earth, that through this, everything comes back to its original place and its original purpose. Romans 8, the whole of creation is groaning and waiting to be put into the hands of these sons, these kings, these priests. It's waiting. It was allowing itself to be put into subjection, not on purpose and unwillingly, but why? So that it could see the sons who were grafted in begin to operate as kings and as priests. So today I want you to look around where you are. Uh, where are your feet placed? Where are you walking? Which country? Whether you're in Iran, Iraq, Turkey, the Grand Canary Islands, the Americas, the islands, the, S the South Pacific, wherever you are, where are your feet trading? Germany. Ukraine, Russia, uh, wherever you are, Estonia, wherever your feet in the UK, where your feet are treading, you have now got that power, that infinite indwelling presence, the imminent revelation of Yahweh flowing through your body, through your feet into the earth. And that is when we become the repairers of the world, where we mend the world. It will respond to you as the glory flows through your body, through your feet, into creation. And that, dear listeners, is what will repair the world. That is what will bring us to a place where the world, when you come out of your place of prayer, the trees, the rocks, everything around you will go, psst, 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 here they come, here they come, here they come. And they will respond to us. Jesus said even the rocks would cry out if we didn't worship him. So today I want you to know that you are that one that Yahweh has, has called and has set apart for a day such as this to be the repairer of the world, to mend the world. Shalom, shalom.